0: Mm, 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 mm. Mm, 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 mm. Like my favorite rapper of all time, Lil Wayne, said, I'm sorry for the motherfucking wait, but we're back, baby. And welcome back to The Water Cooler, where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. And
1: it's a beautiful fucking Halloween night. Spooky season is in the air, and I just got the best news of my entire life. No, I didn't have another kid. No, I'm not getting married. Josh McDaniels
0: was fucking fired as the Raiders head coach. Thank the Lord. Have a night, Kirby. Trick or treat, and you got the best treat in the world.
1: Unless they're tricking us, and tomorrow, Mark Davis is like,
0: October fools. Like, he doesn't know how it works. He thinks everyone's going to, like, crack up at his joke. Tricked you. Tricked you. Like, you, you really thought I was going to pay this guy four years to not coach this team at all? Dude, isn't that nuts? How does that work?
1: If he if he goes back to the Patriots as, like, an offensive assistant, do
0: they still have to pay him? No, I think that's where it gets weird is, like, yeah. as long as he doesn't take a job, he gets paid out. So, it's, you know, if you're him, you got to just go sit around for four, <laughs> four years, right? <laughs> Why the fuck would you ever work again?
1: Crazy. That's the best gig out there, man. Oh, my God. But truly, I can't believe it. I honestly can't believe it. What, weird timing on a Tuesday night? I think it it had to have something to do with, like, the trade deadline. Like, maybe them not doing anything, and and Mark Davis was maybe like, the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like, do something. Yeah. And then they got into it after that, because otherwise, why would you not fire him Monday or Monday night after the game? And then – deal your assets and get picks for the next guy.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand the timing of it either. There, I would imagine there was probably some sort of like altercation, not altercation, but like some sort of falling out that accelerated the, the plan to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done plenty to lose his job. I'd say um, at this point, but also the timing is really weird. He just signed what a six year deal last, last year uh 2022 so he was
1: like a year and a half into his six-year deal yeah so not great from a financial standpoint if you're the raiders but hey the uh, aces just won a championship so mark davis has got some extra cash flow
0: that's a good point that's a good point um he can cover a sunken cost like that right absolutely no problem
1: now this is how sad it is to be a raider fan like this is the highlight of the year for sure like but this is where sports are amazing because I've got hope again. Like, I'll watch the next game with, with some hope. Like, yeah, let's see what they can do. Let's see Devontae Adams get 15
0: targets next week, you know? And he, he should. He should. Absolutely. And then if he doesn't, he can target his helmet at Jimmy G instead of the bench this time. Get Jimmy G out of here, man. <laughs> but congrats, congrats, my friend. I'm happy for you. Very We happy. did
1: it. We won something. <laughs> kind of. Oh, I could cry. I am. cheering up. <laughs> and with that, you want to just get into this beautiful slate of weekend football? Let's do it. let's let's get let's get after it. Let's kick it off with a Sunday morning game. The Los Angeles Rams go to Dallas where the Cowboys win forty three to twenty. moved to five and two on the year. Cowboys defense looked dominant again.
0: Yeah, dominant stuff there from the Cowboys. Um, the game was close for like a bit. Um, the, the Cowboys went right down and scored first drive. Um, but, but the, the Rams, you know, got a field goal and then the Cowboys got a field goal is sitting at 10-3, looking like it was going to be a pretty good game. And then next thing, you know, um, Stafford throws a pick six to make it 17, three. And then Rams go three and out. They're punting Cowboys block it. It goes out of the back of the end zone. It's 19, three. Rams do the safety punt and um Turpin for the Cowboys takes it back to like the 20 yard line. Um, and then they score a touchdown really quickly after and all of a sudden it's 26-3. Like it was literally 10 to 3 and then 26 to 3 in a span of like three minutes of game time. It was it was crazy.
1: Yeah, and they they've done that this year, man. They they can score in bunches, obviously, but they also have a nasty defense who can can get exposed a little bit. We've seen it already this year, but what they can do is score on you and they can flip a game like a motherfucker like nobody else's defense is really like making those kind of game changing plays and a lot of times in the NFL that that kind of comes down to luck like fumble luck you know but these guys seem to do it week in week out they're pretty fucking good at it so should be interesting watching and dak actually looked pretty good this week what do you think about dak going forward
0: uh yeah dak played well and i think you know this is kind of a broader broader scheme of things i think on and in regards to both teams i think the cowboys lose the way they lost to the niners um in that big matchup a couple weeks ago kind of made everyone sour on them a bit um and with good reason it was their first like real test and they just completely shit the bed but they are a good team um and especially when they're playing an inferior opponent they're gonna dominate them Um, and then they got another test coming up this week this weekend with the Eagles so that'll be interesting to see how it plays out on the the flip side the Rams who coming into the season it seemed like they were probably heading towards another down year Um, things not looking too great for them but they started the season against a solid Seahawks team and beat them like 30 to 13 and that just flipped the narrative on them thinking like oh these guys are going to be legit this year Puka doing his thing they get cut back but no, they're still not that good of a team, and the Cowboys are a pretty good team. Cowboys mm-hmm. still, I wouldn't put up in that top top tier, um, but they're they're right there in contention. Where if things go their way, and like you said, you know some of that turnover luck, they could, you know, they could beat anyone when when that defense is making plays like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the Rams had like some some nice losses early on too, where it was like, oh shit, you know they're scrappy, but not nah, yeah. they're just not that good. And you know, watching the Raiders game Monday night, that that kind of quarterback play from Jimmy G, and you see it a lot with guys in the NFL right now. There's there's plenty of guys in, out there that don't make the easy throws. They don't find the wide open guys, let alone even even connect with them. That's one thing that Dak like he's good enough to take a good team and like exploit their assets. Like he he can use the good players that they have, and he doesn't usually fuck it up. Like he doesn't turn it over a ton. So he's got that going for him at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least this year so far, he's not turned over. Yeah. yeah. He's had a lot of success. But yeah, he, um, yeah, you know, he's just keep throwing the ball to that CD Lamb
1: guy. He's pretty fucking good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. Kind of surprised 158 yards is his career high.
0: Yeah. It uh, it surprised me too. Um, I mean, that's a spectacular day, but he's explosive enough where I'm Kind of surprised yet that hasn't had a 200 yeah. yarder in his career yet. But, um, pussy, we'll don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> but also don't want to speak too soon because, uh, he's, he's played my team this weekend and, and, uh, Slay and Bradbury have been looking, looking a little old out there. So, um, let's, let's not talk about that anymore.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the Minnesota Vikings going to Green Bay, beating the Packers 24 to 10 as they move to an even four and four on the year. Packers dropped a two and five, but the big story here is Kirk cousins is gone for the year with a torn Achilles.
0: Yeah, this, uh, this is tough to see cousins get hurt there, especially the way they had turned the season around and he was playing spectacular. They lost Jefferson to injury and they still were winning without him. Addison has been looking incredible. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, that injury is a major blow to them. They did make a trade for Josh Dobbs today, which, you know, it's not the most inspiring thing in the world. But he uh, he showed some signs in um, Arizona, so hopefully he can do his thing. And it's definitely a better overall offense that he has to work with now. So um, maybe he'll be able to play well over there, too. Um, but yeah, again, you know, sucks to see cousins get hurt, especially in a contract year. It'll be really interesting to see what kind of offer he gets next year. Whether the Vikings try to throw a one-year deal at him and say, you know, come back and let's try this again, and then see how see how you recover from your injury, or if it's he's going to be going somewhere else. You know, you could see a team like your Raiders <laughs> throw him, <laughs> throw him like you know a, a decent amount decent contract over 3 years or something like that that wouldn't be too surprising either but then on the flip side the packers too just like not very good team over there no
1: they're they're trash there's there's nothing to cover there jordan love is just not the guy no. uh, i'm i'm willing to say that now and take the chance of being wrong but that's not going to happen but if you're kirk cousins like i hope he doesn't go to the raiders for 3 years i mean that's just you're going to end your career there and you're not going to have a good time. Look at Devontae right now. I don't know. I don't know what he'll do. That'll be really interesting though. I think I could totally see him rehabbing. He'll probably be ready like right around week one next year. I mean, it's, it's a long rehab process. Although Aaron Rodgers is making it look easy right now,
0: Yeah.
1: but um, you know, you could see him kind of being one of those guys that is ready to go at the beginning of preseason and kind of waits until a real good opportunity presents itself. Almost like Rodgers did getting traded to the Jets this year, where it was a team with a great defense, ton of weapons on offense, and a very bad quarterback. And they were a quarterback away from being real Super Bowl contenders. Because Cousins has to be at a point in his career right now, like, you take one year with a, a real contender, with a real shot at a Super Bowl, or three years guaranteed with a team like the Raiders. The guy has made over $100 million, I'm sure, in his career, probably way over that. He doesn't need the money. Everybody wants to make money. But I got to imagine that. If he's coming back, he's going to want to compete for a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I agree. The only thing that makes me question that is he, the, when Rodgers got hurt, everyone and their mom was saying, like, oh, you know, they should, they should trade for cousins. They should trade for cousins. And every report was indicating that cousins wanted nothing to do with that because he doesn't want to, didn't want to uproot his family for, the season and then move again with a new contract. So I could see him trying to find a balance of finding a team where he thinks maybe this team, maybe I'm the missing piece with this team, which that's a tough scenario coming for an older quarterback coming off a torn ACL. Mm -hmm. I mean Achilles, but um, I don't know. I could see him trying to find a two or three year deal somewhere and not wanting to, sign somewhere for one year just to move again, unless it is that one year deal with Minnesota. Cause then he's not moving anywhere.
1: Yeah. That's actually a great point. I could totally see that as well. All right. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons going to Tennessee where the Titans won 28 to 23 Falcons dropped to four and four Titans three and four. Now as we head
0: into week nine, Arthur Smith is on my shit list. Um, I hate I hate that man. He's kind of replaced Brandon Staley. I still don't like Brandon Staley, but at least he's, you know, the Chargers are looking um respectable again, I guess. Arthur Smith's the worst. He just uses these guys. He has so much talent on offense, fails to use them, like almost mocks not using them in the media. Like mm-hmm. it's just crazy. He you know he comes from a very rich family. He he, and he coaches like it. he coaches like he doesn't need this job, and he's not afraid of of failing if it means not doing things his way, um, which is crazy. I it, it just he, he would one
1: hundred percent rather say I told you so than say, than like have to do something that he didn't think was right and win the game. Like he doesn't care if he loses. Like you say, he doesn't give a fuck about the money getting fired. As we know, it's the best job in the world to get fired as a head coach in the NFL. (laughs) You have to do shit, you still get paid. He just wants to be right and make everyone that likes fantasy football or analytics look stupid. Yeah. And he's making a jackass out of himself.
0: Insane. He had a play. Shout out our boy Michael Pruitt with the Falcons, by the way. But he had a play where Bajon's in. He subs Bajon out to bring in tight end number two. Johnu Smith. And he runs a play to throw a double pass where Johnnie Smith's throwing a pass to Michael Pruitt. So he takes out his stud running back, his first round pick to have his tight end two throw a ball to his tight end three. When his tight end one was the highest drafted tight end out there Ever. too. Yeah. It, it's just ridiculous. It's like he overthinks it. he's like, Oh, they'll never see this coming. It's like, yeah, even if they didn't see it come in, you're it's a dumbass play. But again, <laughs> shout shout out Michael. He gave us one of the best compliments of my entire life when when he called us and I quote, "Vegas going motherfuckers," and we said, Vegas "What do you going mean, motherfuckers?" You know? And he goes, "I'd go to Vegas with you motherfuckers." And I said,
1: "Okay, thank you, sir." <laughs> and we certainly are. And. They have Drake London there, too, another top 10 pick. Like, they're loaded with these offensive weapons. Like, craziness. But, hey, on the flip side, the Falcons are what they are. Like, they're a fucking 500 football team. Play good in some aspects of it. Can't really move the ball down the field when they have to, and they absolutely have to, and the coach is a fucking cunt. The Titans lose Tannehill. Will Levis comes in. And just lights the world on fire, bro. Four touchdowns. (laughs) Bringing DeAndre Hopkins back from the dead. Hopkins had only four catches, but he had 128 yards and three touchdowns. Gotta love the efficiency there. If you're gonna catch the ball, you might as well get in the fucking end zone.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're an older receiver, like you're not gonna fuck around with little slants, you know. (laughs) But get me in the end zone. But yeah, Levis showed up. They, you know, the, it was reported they were going to run a two QB system, like some college stuff, and they did for a little bit. Like, and Malik Willis just struggled. He was and then, getting booed. When he yeah, would come on, he was getting booed. Yeah, and then Levis, uh, yeah, Levis just balled out, and uh, you, you got to ride with that going forward. Kind of surprised they didn't trade Tannehill uh, today, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they had any takers, maybe. Yeah. Um... Pretty interesting, though going forward. I mean, you definitely have to let Levis take over from this point and see what happens. Yeah, could very well be a situation like you talked about last week. Now, don't get me wrong; they're completely different players, different calibers, drafted in completely different spots. You know, Badgent was a a D two guy. Will Levis was a legit like NFL prospect, but you could totally see you go from a four touchdown performance and then next week it's like three picks one to the house you know I mean? it's like oh, this under. is the fucking
0: nfl but like catch yeah. up yeah exactly um also shout out the the titans throwback jerseys um those those oilers jerseys go so hard
1: yeah i got a little bone to pick with that though yeah you're not in fucking houston
0: oh i you, agree you i agree 100 they with got the some un-
1: litigation right with the university of houston They were wearing throw, not even throwback, just alternate jerseys that have like the same color scheme. I mean, they look almost exactly the same as the Oilers ones. Um, But the University of Houston, now the NFL is suing them to make them stop. It's like, fuck off. (laughs) The NFL, dude, that's why they call them the no fun. It's like, let Houston have that. That's where the fucking Oilers are from.
0: That is. Yeah, it makes no sense to wear your. Yeah, it it, the the Texans should wear those as throwbacks. That makes way more sense.
1: Way more or just let this nice little college that's not even that relevant in the grand scheme of things wear these fucking cool jerseys and don't be a cunt about it. Exactly. Uh,
0: right. One you more thing before we move on, um, on back to how dumb Arthur Smith is and how shitty the Falcons are. They finally benched Heineke. They finally benched Ritter brought in Heineke, who proceeded to score 22nd half points and make the game interesting when they were getting shit pumped. Um, He at least brought them back and made things a little interesting. So, but then what does Arthur Smith say in the media? He still believes in in Ritter and expects him to start this week. It (laughs) just makes no sense. Sure
1: doesn't, but that's the NFL. It's crazy how there's guys like Kyle Shanahan and like, like these legit geniuses in the NFL, Mike McDaniel. And then there's guys like Arthur Smith. that are just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to run the ball up the middle. Yeah. with Tyler Algier <laughs> he is my number one guy
0: and when he gets tired Cordero Patterson yeah it's crazy
1: all right next up we got the New Orleans Saints getting a big win in Indy beating the Colts 38 to 17 that also pulls the Saints to four and four and I believe tied with the Falcons now for that division lead
0: yeah um it was it was a 38 27 he said 17 my friend there but um whatever yeah yeah, whatever. Um, just wanted to give them a little credit there because it was a little closer than that. But yeah, it was a it was an impressive game for Derek Carr. A good bounce back spot. The offense looked solid. His I will give him this. As frustrating as it can be, with him and Olave's involvement and always checking down to Camaro, the deep balls he throws to Shahid are beautiful every time what a name to rashid shaheed dude it's just a it's a great name i wish he he shouldn't wear 22 though the way he catches the deep ball he needs a he needs a either a single digit or like something in the tens he look he's a he's a legit deep threat receiver he makes
1: know? him look like a running back
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah i don't like it either
0: but yeah the you know good game for the saints kind of like we said you know when you have time to prepare for Gardner Minshew it's different than when he gets to just come in and fling that thing around uh without the defense preparing for him but you know they put up 27 seven. They're, um Jonathan Taylor looks solid again too so, their offense
1: is, has honestly been like pretty decent this year yeah
0: yeah it's they been pretty respectable yeah, they definitely have something going over there. Shane Steichen um, is, you know, looks like a a good hire for them. And you know, they like we talked about the start of the season, they were definitely overperforming. To come back down to earth, sitting at three and five now, and that's more realistic of where where their expectations should be.
1: Yeah, but I think, and, and we mentioned this before too. Still, with like seeing how good Anthony Richardson looked, and seeing some of these playmakers like Pittman looks good again. Josh Downs looks like an, a legit NFL receiver. Uh, you got JT back, signed long-term, and he looks as good as ever. You gotta feel pretty good about this season as a Colts fan, Colts, you know, owner, whatever it is. Um, but back to the Saints really quick. I paused a little bit because I was looking this up. Since week 12 of last season, Chris Olave has 112 targets for 799 yards. Rashid Shaheed has 64 targets for 856 yards. So 112 to 64 targets, and he's got him beat by 57 yards. That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. I don't don't know what it is. Maybe it's, I mean, I can't speak to last year really, but this year with Derek Carr, if he's checking it down, it's going to Kamara. If he's throwing it deep, it's going to Shahid, and then there's just not that much left over for anybody else. I don't know what's going on. But Alave is too good to not be producing. Yeah, that. he's been a real disappointment.
0: Part of that tells me that they know how good he is, and they're like trying to force feed him on some. Like when something's not there, if and he's not checking it down, he's throwing that way. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw towards Alave and hope something happens, and it doesn't because it. You know, he's covered whatever, and then those Shahid plays are drawn up and taking shots and he can still throw that deep. He can still, you know, throw a pretty good deep ball. So I don't know. They, I agree with you though. They definitely need to figure stuff out with Olave because he's, he's way too good and he still puts up numbers. He's still solid, you know, and they're coming off. They put up 38 points They're They're, yeah. they're a solid team. Um, But yeah, they should be, they're definitely going to be competitive in that division. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Can I tell you something you promised not to tell anyone? Yeah. Caught myself today looking at Derek Carr highlights from when he was at the Raiders. I think I was just down from the Jimmy G stuff,
0: man. He could throw the deep ball, bro. I, I'm i glad that – I'm really, really glad that um, McDaniels got fired. For you <laughs> it,
1: it helped a lot. I was in a yeah. bad spot right. there.
0: Otherwise, next thing you know, you've been watching, you know, Rich Gannon two thousand two highlights. Oh man, I remember
1: crying at halftime of that game like a little baby boy. All right, <laughs> moving on. Fucking Patriots, fuck the Patriots. We got the New England Patriots going to Miami. The Dolphins beat them thirty-one to seventeen as the Dolphins moved to six and two, tied with the best record in the
0: league. What do you think? Okay. I think that's not factually correct because Philadelphia. Are they only have one loss,
1: huh? Fuck! Yeah, I thought they had yeah. two
0: for some reason. No, for sure. No, um, but uh, I agree with you on the the fuck the Patriots part. We, it's we've literally like we've had to wait literally our whole lives for this to happen, but they uh, have finally fallen off the horse of the dynasty, and and they're sitting at two and six. It's nice to see. I do like Belichick, so it's hard to see them him struggle but just the logo and the team itself not doing well is is good um you know they were in this thing for a little bit they scored first in this game which i think surprised everyone but the dolphins you know stayed the course and and handled business uh to uh you know with three touchdowns jalen ramsey in his return getting a pick which was which was cool um did you see mike mcdaniel yeah his little you after that, that was, was pretty, pretty good. good yeah he, he uh you know he, he said how disappointed he was in Jalen Ramsey because he said in his return, he would get a pick six, but he only got a pick that led to a field goal. So it, he, he was pretty upset with him, but no, just a, a, you know, Dolphins are a good team, but they played, you know, they've realistically played two games against, um, you know, tougher teams, And they've lost both. They lost the Bills and lost the Eagles. They're beating up on the inferior opponents, which is a sign of a good team too. Uh, But they're going to need to win a couple games down the stretch here against um, tougher competition for me to really, really buy into them going into the playoffs. Yeah, you know what it kind of
1: feels like is like when there's a really good Big Ten team or Pac-12 team and they got like fucking speed on the outside, you know, and they can run past everybody and then they go play Georgia and it's like oh shit you guys are different out here like these these defensive linemen and these offensive linemen are massive and when they played the eagles and the bills like they got beat soundly both times so weird team they are very good but we'll be interesting to see if they can get over the hump there and another note on that one tyreek passed a thousand yards in week eight so what the fuck (laughs) that guy's insane man
0: two thousand yard season coming
1: yeah all right, next up, we got the battle in New York. The Jets beat the Giants 13-10 to in overtime. We saw Zach Wilson have a decent game, and the Giants had to bring in this, like, Tommy DeVito straight out of New York. Dude, Is this guy even play college ball, or is he straight out of high school?
0: Yeah, It sounds like a made-up name. It sounds like someone they pulled from, like, the 300 section for – they're like, shit, yeah. we didn't dress a backup. We a quarterback. Um, yeah, but, you know, he – he of course played uh his college ball at Syracuse. Um, so I think I don't think he's ever left the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, but he couldn't throw the ball, which was concerning. You know, when you're down to your third stringer, it's always gonna be a tough look. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you gotta hope he can at least throw the ball down the field a little bit. Once he came in, it was it was over. They couldn't, they had no extra offense. Um, but yeah, that Jets defense, you know, kept him in the game all day long again. Um, really weird ending, crazy ending. I don't know if you saw, but with the, uh, you know, Jets get a big play down the middle of the field and the clock's ticking and they spotted it. The center essentially spotted it himself and like kind of checked with the ref to make sure it was good. And the ref like ran up, touched it and ran off and then they let them get the spike off with one second. Uh, they're down 10 7. They kick a field goal to tie it and go to overtime. And then the Giants win the toss and they, re- they elect to receive and obviously don't pick up any yard because Tommy DeVito is in there. <laughs> yeah. And they punt the ball and the Jets get the field goal and game over. They, they probably don't... had a better
1: chance of getting like a pick six in yeah. overtime. They,
0: they honestly should have kicked the ball to Zach Wilson and hope for the best from there. Yeah.
1: But did you. You know, sometimes we talk about like a little box score, like porn. This mm-hmm. one is pornographic in a way, but in like a disgusting way. If you're into that kind of thing, which some of you freaks are, the Giants' <laughs> total passing yards was seven yards. Oh, Terod Taylor was four for seven for eight yards, and then Tommy DeVito was two for seven for negative one. Their leading receiver was Darren Waller and Matt Breida. Each had one catch for four yards. Saquon, three catches for zero yards. (laughs) This is just like, this is like army versus air force. Yeah. (laughs) like This is insane. insane. That's That's the NFL. And it wasn't like there was a a full on
0: blizzard or anything. Like it was cold over there, but it's no, no, that's just, that's just ineptitude at quarterback. And, Shout out to Rod because he'd been playing really well, and then he, he he has had the internal injuries before, and he had that again, and that's scary. At some point, you wonder if like gets to a point where they kind of say, "Yeah, let's not do this anymore," because um, you know, as a quarterback, you're always in a spot where it's it's a potential threat to get hit in the ribs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's curious, you know it'll be interesting to see what what happens with that but um yeah he'd been playing well and if he's in you know obviously at least they could throw the ball downfield um yeah. i don't know what was happening you know i don't know why you dress a quarterback that you literally don't trust to throw the ball that's crazy <laughs> yeah it seems pretty silly
1: i just like filling the body at that point yeah. I, I think that's enough about that actual game itself but the jets they're at four and three now, so they got a legitimate chance of being a playoff team. Like the defense is fucking good. Brees Hall is really fucking good. Garrett Wilson is really fucking good. They got guys, and supposedly Aaron Rodgers, like their GM today, said that he expects him to play again this year. What what has to happen? Like, what do you think their record needs to be? When can Rogers even come back? Realistically, I know you're not a doctor, but you did go to school for some shit like that. How does that play out?
0: That's the thing is like I did go to school um for this like not this specifically but kinesiology stuff and everything there's no no comparison nothing Cam Akers came back the fastest ever that um that year he came. he made it back for the Super Bowl with the Rams and that was a 6 month recovery and 6 months is is that's not going to work this, yeah he make Cam Akers tore his in training camp and that was still insane and he didn't make it back till the Super Bowl. Um, So I just don't know unless, you know, whatever DMT shit he's doing um, (laughs) is working. I don't know how. And I I also think the videos, like, there's a big difference between being able to throw that ball around a little bit out on the field post-surgery and stuff like that because they, you know, essentially they're just reattaching it and yeah. you know, I'm sure he feels fine to move on it and he can walk on it, but that's so much different than putting pressure right back on it, dropping back, trying to avoid defenders. I just, I don't see any way that he's actually back, um, you know, unless they find a way to get hot and make a super bowl. But even at that point, that's, that's still significantly faster than anyone's ever done. That would be one of the most
1: remarkable things ever. Like if he really comes back in like week 15 and, and wins out to make the playoffs, and then they go on a run. That'd be incredible. I'll start doing whatever drugs he wants me to. Darkness yeah, retreats. Yeah. I don't give do a shit.
0: Like he makes it back on off this torn Achilles before the season ends, I will get the vaccine sucked out of me, and I'll <laughs> want to. Um, I'm with you. So count me in. Go on a darkness retreat.
1: <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the Jags going to Pittsburgh and beating the Steelers twenty to ten. And don't look now, but the Jags are fucking six and two tied for the best record in the AFC.
0: Yeah, this was an, uh, another game where, you know, I I ended up being on the on the sealer side for this because it, they were a home underdog felt like a game. They would slop up and they did they 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 did everything perfectly for it. But then once Pickett got hurt, that was like the extra thing. That was too much. Trubisky came in. And he, you know, he is what he is at this point. He's a backup quarterback, and you know the Jaguars were able to hold them off. But the Jags have an easy schedule coming up, and and the which we'll get to. But the Chiefs' shocking loss—they're tied at six and two, with the best for the best record in the AFC. They're gonna have a legit shot at getting a one seed, and it kind of reminds me a lot of the year that eagles won the super bowl with peterson they had a pretty easy schedule and they ultimately end up getting the one seed and they're underdogs in each game of the playoffs but they find a way to win and it it gives me that similar vibe i don't know that this team has the same like veteran leadership that that eagles team ended up having you know with um with like Chris Long, LeGarrette Blount, guys that had just won a Super Bowl, like literally just won a Super Bowl with the Patriots mm-hmm. the year before. Um, but at the same time, you have Trevor Lawrence, who's a stud. You have ETN. You have young these young studs, and, and those they, guys are used to win. Exactly, and if you get if you get a one seed, like the new format, a one seed is so big. You just got to win two home games. Um, but realistically, if they, you know if they do end up pulling this off and, and I kind of think they will, like, like I said, they have an easy schedule coming up. That AFC South is trash. They should be able to run away with that. No problem. Um, And they have, you know, division games left where they should, should be pretty easy wins. But ultimately what that leads to is a uh, AFC championship game with Mahomes coming into town. And uh, that typically doesn't go well for teams, but you know, you never know.
1: Hey, they're plus 1,600 right now to win the Super Bowl. Should we put a little? How much are they there? to win the AFC? To win the AFC conference winner, the Jacksonville Jaguars are plus 750. They've got the fourth best odds. Okay.
0: Chiefs fourth best odds?
1: Yes, yeah, Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens, Jags. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, Ravens got
1: probably easy schedule too coming up.
0: Yeah. Still, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind a little sprinkle on the Jags. I could re- I could rally behind my boy Dougie. It's T. a fun team to watch too. They are cool. And, and like you said, on the
1: Steelers side, I mean, great defense. Kenny Pickett is not like an amazing quarterback, but he's definitely better than Trubisky. So once he went down, what are you going to do? It sounds like he might miss another week. They play on Thursday night. There's a chance he's going to play, but sounds like he's actually going to play, which
0: is surprising. Um, but yeah, sounds like sounds like he is supposed to play, but okay. Um, But yeah, they just—I don't know—they keep finding; they just always find a way to be right around five hundred and be in the thick of things. And you know, when when it when December rolls around, they're going to be in the wild card hunt, and that's just what they do. And they're going to win some sloppy games. And I really do believe they had—they could have pulled this game off if if uh, Pickett doesn't get hurt, (laughs) like which is—I don't know—they're just so weird team they're not joyous at all to watch uh, so you know we don't want to spend too much time on them but let's let's leave it at that
1: a sad weird team like like a, a boner that you didn't want you know yeah yeah like one you had to tuck in the waistband yeah no fun all right next up we got the philadelphia eagles at seven and one now best record in the entire league beating the Commanders 38-31 on the road in a game. You called it. You knew it was going to be close deep down in your heart, even though you tried to pretend like it wasn't. But they pulled it out in the end with a fucking 21.4th quarter.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a backdoor cover on our beer bet here. Uh, um, so oh, are Eagles they not allowed cool. to
1: score? Do they have to stop playing when there's
0: three minutes left? Or what? Is that the rule now? No, no. I'm just saying they scored with a minute 30 left. They – you know, onside kick, whatever. I'm just saying the game wasn't as close as the score line says. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well last time I checked the points
1: matter in the NFL and it was a seven point game. So you're you're iggy dude. Uh, Um but
0: but AJ Brown's the best receiver in the NFL right now. He's a monster. It's insane. His one his cat his touchdown catch was like that was just ridiculous. He made he made that show look easy. He literally looks like like um, I'm not saying he's at that peak right now, but he, w- when he's making catches like that, he looks like Calvin Johnson. Like yeah. he's insane right now. Um,
1: Devontae Smith I mean, did it too. Not to interrupt you, but like you can say that because he just broke a record that Calvin Johnson had. Like
0: yeah, that's he's having an
1: absolutely perfect. dominant year. Everyone's talking yeah. about Tyreek, but he's been fucking right up there with him.
0: Yeah, he really is right there uh, with Tyreek. It'll be. I it feels like it'll be between them for like offensive player of the year um, because not the- CMC. Yeah, CMC's doing his thing too. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. It was a, a very encouraging second half because the game the first half of the game played out pretty weird. Uh they had a couple turnovers. Gainwell fumbled. They fumbled on the on the brotherly shove, which, you know, I guess that's one way to stop it. Is the snap got not getting all the way to, to Jalen, which was tough. But they just recovered. The thing with this team is like their margin for error is really big because they have so much talent. Like they turned the ball over on the goal line twice and they were still up 14 points in the, in the, like with two minutes left, you know, Washington scored whatever to make it seven point game, whatever, dude. But you know what I'm saying? Like they have a big margin for error, which is encouraging because once they really get dialed in, like, they could shit pump some teams if they're really clicking everywhere, you know?
1: Yeah, and they don't have any, like, huge glaring weaknesses, like like the yeah. Niners with Purdy, where some if everything's not going right, like, he can fall apart. Or, you know, like, the Cowboys have had their moments where they got fucking crushed, too. The Eagles seem to be, like, across the board, and especially after they made that
0: deal to get by, are like, pretty solid at every fucking position group, so... Yeah, it's exciting. Um, and then the commanders on the flip side, Howell was incredible. What's like, going on with that guy? It's he plays he plays really well against the Eagles. Um, he he also we talked about how many sacks he was taking. He um, he he was like taking two point four seconds on average to throw against the Eagles. So he like cut down like ridiculously. It's almost like he knew he was facing a really good D line, so he couldn't hold it. And then on the flip side, when they're playing like a mid team, he feels like he has more time, so then he holds the ball too long, um, and ends up taking sacks. So I think that's part of the reason he plays so well against the Eagles is he just it's a one read two read release. You know, it's not anything crazy; he's not holding the ball forever, but really making- quick.
1: Just to make sure we're on the same page, or you're saying that the Eagles' defense is so good that it makes Sam Howell a better quarterback.
0: I'm saying the D line is so good that it makes him scared to hold on to the ball. You motherfucker,
1: dude, dude, you must've been born in Philly or something. You guys are ignorant over there. Hey, hey whatever. That's a big division win, you know, on the road to move to seven and one, when other teams like the chiefs are falling off, like Niners lost three in a row. Eagles just keep fucking doing it. Exactly. And sing a little song or anything. Are you good? Uh, No,
0: I don't. I, <laughs> also, also, uh, this game made the commanders turn into the sellers. They trade Montez Sweat and Chase Young today. Yeah, um that was Chase, huge. Chase Young to the Niners, which could be good for them, could be real good. I think he'll be very motivated because he's gonna want to earn a new contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Montez Sweat to the Bears is just weird. It's a weird Bears move. Um because he's know. a
1: free agent after this year, it's like you're not going to win anything this year. I think the yeah. thought is, once you get him in the building, like you're going to resign him, but it's going to suck if you don't. <laughs>
0: exactly. Very, very interesting. How but, annoying
1: uh, is it going to be if Chase Young has like two sacks in the NFC Championship
0: game? Oh, it, it it's Eagles, Lane Lane Johnson owns his ass. Well, he he's just gonna, he's going to be on Bosa. Join my lot, and Lane Johnson. I don't give a God. fuck, dude. Okay. Long okay. Long. <laughs>
1: Next up, we got the Houston Texans going to Carolina and giving the Panthers their first win of the year. Panthers win 15 to 13 in a real nasty game with these rookie quarterbacks. Panthers are now one and six
0: as the Texans fall to three and four. Just a huge game. Huge game for the career path of Bryce Young. You couldn't lose this game to CJ Stroud when everyone is talking about, oh, the coach wanted C.J. Stroud instead, blah, 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 all this stuff. Huge response. You know, you got your team five field goals. <laughs> just huge game for, for your young quarterback. But, hey, a win's a win, your first career win. And the Texans, I don't know, they just can't came out kind of flat uh, coming off the bye. Both teams were coming off a bye. I expected the Texans to come out strong, but – the Panthers' defense showed up. They they made things difficult for them, and, you know, just, I don't know. Other than that, it's, you know, two not very good teams. But Yeah, hey, they're-
1: like, who gives a shit? I mean, the Texans kind of fooled us a little bit early on, like, oh, are they actually good? Ah, uh, no, they're not that good, but CJ Stroud might be. So I don't think there's too much else to say on that one. Congrats to Bryce Young on the first win. Yeah. Hopefully we it. see these two guys battle
0: it out down the road for different teams, <laughs> better markets or something. <laughs> I shit. think uh I do think I think D'Amico Ryan's has Texans heading in the right way in the right direction. They're just they're early. They're yeah. they're just in the group. Yeah. They're they're early. They'll be like they'll be a relevant. couple of years
1: early, probably. Yeah, yeah. They'll be relevant soon. All right. This next one was actually a pretty great game. We had the Cleveland Browns at Seattle where the Seahawks won 24 to 20 to move to five and two on the year. And the Seahawks just took over first place in the NFC West.
0: The Seahawks always win. They, they win such weird games. Always this game, the Browns were up late seventeen. The, the, they decided to throw for, throw, throw for it late, basically get the first down game over. And, what happens? PJ Walker hits Jamal Adams directly in the helmet. The ball kicks up in the air, gets intercepted. Seahawks go down and score the game winning touchdown. It's just they're a weird team. I'm still not convinced that they're that good, but they're sitting at five and two now. And they're in first place in the NFC West. And they had that week one loss to the Rams. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah,
1: it, it's super weird. I mean, we just say it every week. Oh, they're not that good. They just keep winning these these weird games, these close games. But it's like, hey, if you just keep winning every fucking game, you might be pretty good. Exactly. I don't exactly. know if it's, if it's coaching. I mean, they have, a, they have a really good defense, I think, and these young guys are fucking ballers. And then obviously on offense, like, they have weapons. Kenneth Walker, even his backup, Charbonnet, and then they got DK and Lockett and Smith and Jigba and Jake Bobo is even making plays. And then Gino just does – Gino shit, you know, he just does what he has to do to keep him in games. Sometimes he fucks it up, which, you know, he had a couple picks this week too, but they pull it out against a Browns team who just kind of fucks shit up more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it played out is, is they fucked it up a little bit more. They needed, they needed like a, they needed a B performance from PJ Walker and they got like a C performance and that was the Um, But yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, that Brown's defense is still very, very good. But like you said, the, the Seahawks defense is young. And those corner, those young corners are fucking very good. Yeah. Like,
1: Before we move on from that one, like we just mentioned the Seahawks just took over first in the NFC West. You mentioned Chase Young went to the Niners. Seahawks made a move first, go get Leonard Williams uh, from the giants and they bolstered that defensive line. So two teams, that are going to go head to head for the rest of the year, bolstering the defensive line, which is where you can win some ball games. So, yeah, Lenny,
0: Williams is a very, very good player too. So, um, definitely a good pickup for the Seahawks, and you know, improving in an already good defense. Yeah.
1: Next up, we got probably the biggest surprise of the day, if not the season so far. The Chiefs go to Denver, where they had won what sixteen in a row. Sixteen in a row, and the Broncos win. 24 to 9 to drop the Chiefs to six, six and two. Broncos go to three and five. I saw the funniest TikTok about this. It was like a, this guy was wearing like a Broncos jersey. He's like, that's fucking right. Nobody comes into our house and beats us 17 times in
0: a row. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, I mean, apparently Mahomes had the flu, and that's the excuse they're running with, the league's running with. Also, also mrs mrs taylor kelsey was not in attendance so big yikes for the chiefs uh it was a recipe for disaster um i heard i heard that the flu was passed from from taylor to Brittany mahomes to patrick it's crazy but uh the broncos you know what are you trying to imply here kyle it's just you know Taylor started hanging out with Brittany, and then all of a sudden Pat Mahomes getting sick. You think there was any
1: kind of that's crazy that your head went there. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, Pat Mahomes looked
0: like shit. Maybe he yeah. did have the flu. He did look sick. Yeah. He 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 was um he was struggling. But that being said, they still had like opportunities in the game. They muffed a punt like right like setting up the Broncos with first and goal uh, that ultimately put the game out of reach. Um, I don't know. Just it. I wouldn't say it's something super concerning for the Chiefs at all, really, but it's a, for the Broncos, it's a good sign, I guess. You're sitting at three and five now. Uh, Russ hasn't been terrible yeah. uh, this year overall. So Russ has um, actually been
1: pretty decent lately.
0: Yeah. Maybe you can string a little something together, but I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel too optimistic as a Broncos fan and I wouldn't feel too pessimistic as a Chiefs fan after this. It's just kind of a one of those weird games. I think
1: if you're the Chiefs you just throw that one away. You're like whatever. I mean, like they were down 14 to 9 at half. I could honestly see like at halftime like in the back of their head they're like, "Ah, fuck this game." Like, "Let's just get out of here. Let's get out of Denver. Like, this sucks." Yeah. So, they didn't score in the second half whatever. It's just one of those games it happens in the NFL any given Sunday, as they say. Exactly. Next up, we had the Baltimore Ravens at the Cardinals and the Ravens get their sixth win of the year, 31 to 24, as the Cardinals dropped to one and seven. Decent game, close game. Ravens ultimately prevailed. They're a much better team and now they're top of their division.
0: Yeah. Ravens are continuing to, show that they're a legit threat in the afc i i think they're one of the better teams you know lamar has been playing pretty well i don't know if you saw the video of his throw he had an incredible throw stupid yeah he's 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 very talented um back there obj getting very frustrated though that's uh something to to uh keep an eye on but yeah ravens ravens definitely the better team in this matchup um Cardinals with an incredible backdoor cover late. So the spread of this game was nine and a half. The Cardinals scored a touchdown late. So it was, I think it was, um yeah, where are we at? I think it was, yeah, it was 30, 31 to 21. They scored a touchdown to make it 31-21. They went for two to make it 31-23. So, big play. It's like within the last minute. It's you know only big for the spread. Whatever. They don't get it. So, it looks like, oh, Ravens are going to cover. What do they do? They do an onside kick. Nelson Aguilar just shits the bed completely on it. Like, literally just gave me PTSD with him on the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. And he just drops it. Cardinals pick it up. And what do they do? They kick the field goal to, to cover that spread. 31-24 final. So, I, I'm glad I didn't have uh, Ravens minus nine and a half in anything because that would have been a tough one to swallow. Oh, that would have been brutal. That's that's the kind of shit that
1: makes you want to quit for a while. Exactly. Drew, baby, if you're wondering what a backdoor cover is, that's just like at the end of a game. Like in this instance, Ravens were covering all the way. It looked like they had it in the bag. And then Cardinals just snuck in that little backdoor, covered the spread. Mm-hmm. It's a win for the bettors not. who bet the Cardinals, which not. if you're doing that, you're a real sicko. With the Cardinals, though, I mean, Dobbs is out now. He got shipped off to the Vikings, like we mentioned. Um, Kyler's back. It sounds like he might not be back this week, but he's been activated. They might go with Clayton Toon, which is a real NFL quarterback. That's a real person. And then it's going to be Kyler, it sounds like. He didn't get traded today. So interesting to see how he looks. But other than that, this team is 1-7. They're in the gutter. There's absolutely nothing to look forward to for the Cardinals the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're going to do with the Kyler Murray situation either with the new regime, new regime coming in. Like you would think they'd potentially want a new quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see if Kyler Murray is basically auditioning for his Mm -hmm. job the second half of the season as he comes back. If he can
1: just look healthy, they probably try and deal him and draft a quarterback because they're going to have a very high pick. So that'll be very interesting. I'd love to see him go to the Raiders. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah,
0: I could, I could see that.
1: All right. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that we called it all the way, baby. Beating the 49ers 31 to 17 in Santa Clara. Drops the Niners to 5 and 3. And all of a sudden the Bengals are four and three. Still a couple games back of the Ravens, but looking like they are primed to make another playoff run. You know, hey, our t- the teaser
0: might not have hit. The parlay might not have hit, but we gave you two stone cold locks and they both hit the Vikings and the Bengals. The Bengals are back. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. He's back. They they looked so good. They that defense is legit. They gave Purdy issues um all day. And it was never, it was a close game that never felt really close it always felt like the Bengals were just on the front foot and in control the whole way. And they're a very good fucking team. And I'm excited to see it. And I vow to never fall into the trap of their slow start. I will never fall into the trap of their slow start again. They just, that's just what they do for whatever reason. They start slowly and then they become one of the best teams in the NFL.
1: Yeah, you called that from the jump in the before even week one, and we still bet on them like dummies. So, next year, let's bet against them for the first couple weeks at least. And yeah. then we'll put in like a, a Super Bowl bet because their odds probably dropped, you know, a couple hundred points with all I that know. going on. But it's nice to see Burrow look like the man again. He was 28 for 32. So, he was just dicing it up three touchdowns, no picks. You know, he, they don't have like this those huge plays of Jamar Chase lately but they don't really need to. Like Burrow's been just commanding it with that middle of the field kind of stuff. It's fun to see because he is a fucking stud and he's just like easily one of the coolest quarterbacks in the league. So you never want to see him hurt and struggling. They're back at it looking good. And what do the Niners do from here, man? They got the bye week coming up.
0: They need to get healthy, but that's three in a row. Yeah. Three in a row is really tough. And like, like we said, they are now sitting in second place behind the Seahawks uh, half game behind the Seahawks. I just really think I think Trent Williams being out again is, is just a huge issue. If once they get him back, that'll help a lot. Debo was out this game as well. Um they just really need all their weapons, but the problem is a lot of their weapons kind of struggle staying healthy. Um so that's kind of an issue. You know, you know, Debo, Ayuk have both missed time at different points. Um even Kittle's miss miss games at different points. Um so they have to get that dialed in. But you also don't want to be a wild card team. So I, I don't I don't know how they balance the you know keeping everyone healthy while also not you know uh while also winning the division. So that's going to be a challenge. Purdy on the other hand I don't know how they got him cleared in time. And then he fucking hit his head again and grabbed mm-hmm. his head, like clearly not feeling well. And he was able to stay in the game. I just I don't understand how that shit gets cleared. Like the NFL acts like they care about this stuff. They don't give a fuck.
1: No, they don't give a shit. They only care when it's like super, super obvious. Like oh, that guy's gotta get out. And that's that's like what happened with Tua last year. It just looked so bad. It was like he's gotta miss multiple games. Like, you yeah. know, if Purdy was stumbling, he would have been out of there, but that's the
0: NFL. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Imagine being the, like, NFC South team that, like, if the Saints win it, you might have to play the fucking 49ers week one in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's going to suck so hard. Oh, my yeah. God. Especially if they're the wildcard team. Like, they're just going to be so fucking mad they have to go to New Orleans for a weekend. Like, yeah,
0: be a 10-point underdog at home.
1: <laughs> yeah, they really will be. All right, next up we got the Chicago Bears going to L.A. in a game that you called, and I'm a big dumb bear. I know the Chargers win 30 to 13. Who fucking cares? They're three and four now. Bears are two and six. Two just bad teams having it out on Sunday Night Football.
0: Yeah, but the difference is the Chargers got some fucking talent, and they're kind of playing a little better all of a sudden. Don't don't shake your head. Just. Just keep a little tickler in there. I still hate Brandon Staley. I'm not expecting them to go far. But I think think they have enough talent to be a playoff team. They won't Uh, make the playoffs. Lock it down.
1: They're not making the playoffs. Tequila bet? Sure. Bottle or shot? Shot. Shot. Handshake.
0: Tell me why. Why are they going to make the playoffs? They just have too much talent. And like... I think I feel like I'm seeing them well because of how confident I was in them in this this matchup and you were so you were so you were angry with me for picking them. You're really mad. you're upset with me. Yeah. And then
1: they fucking dominated. Yeah, they did. I mean, the bears suck, but it's just like they're they've been so bad all year. They barely yeah. beat the Raiders. I just they're they're so unpredictable. I just, I'm never going to bet on this Chargers team. They're trash. I feel like they always do this every year where they'll, they'll win a couple games in a row and then they lose one. You're like, what the hell was that? And they'll be eight and eight towards the end of the year and then they'll lose and they'll miss the playoffs. Yeah. No, that's fair. But now I am looking at the whole AFC picture. I'm like, well, they might be one of the seven <laughs> teams in the conference. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how it shakes out. It's a little early to get into that now. But on the flip
0: side, the Bears, whatever. Yeah, no, Bears are Bears are done for. Um, Hopefully Fields can come back and, and get a chance to keep his job over there. But I don't know if he wants to at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But it would be I mean, nice just to see him back on the field because, you know, fancy football leagues all over the world need him. Justin Fields in Las Vegas. I love that, too. Just yeah. give me any, like, talented quarterback. I'm just not, like, one of these fucking Fresno State, Cincinnati, some garbage-ass, like, middle-of-the-road school, like, white guy, you know? Give yeah. me an athlete. Yeah, it's Delaware for uh Jimmy G, right? <laughs> Is that where he's from? Yeah, I, don't know. I think it's Delaware. No, he's a he's like a Eastern Illinois guy, I think, or normal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's one of the directional schools, so I mean that tells you everything you need to know right there. <laughs> All right, moving on, we got Monday Night Football, where the Raiders put up a hell of a battle. Not really, lost to the Lions, twenty six to fourteen in Detroit. Lions move to six and two. Raiders take the loss, but ultimately get the win because, as we mentioned, Josh McDaniels is gone.
0: Hallelujah, praise Al Davis, baby. Definition of a minor setback for a major comeback. Here, yeah. you know, you take the loss on the road Monday night football, but you get your coach fired. So, congrats on that. But yeah, they kept the game semi close. They got weirdly the pick close. Pick six off Jared Goff that made the game there. The lines were up sixteen to uh, sixteen to seven, and Goff throws a pick six. That leads to it being 16-14, and you start to think, oh, what what might happen here? But what ultimately happens is the Raiders don't score again, and the Lions win by 12. But, um, you know, they kept it a little interesting. The Lions are a very good team. J- Jameer Gibbs had a great day. Amon Ra, uh, Laporta did his thing. They're, they're a good team. The Goff pick six was a reminder of what – will keep them from really making a a huge leap uh, this year and, and, and being one of the top tier teams. If they're playing a team on the road, he's bound to throw one or two of those that lead to not, not necessarily pick sixes, but you know, turnovers that are just detrimental to the team. Um, And, you know, that's kind of something that's concerning for them. He's, the definition of a guy of when things are all going perfect, he's kind of like Dak in that way. When things are all perfect, it's, he's a very good quarterback, but when he has to do a little more, uh, when a little more is asked of him, it could be some, be some pro- uh, problems.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, although I do think like if golf is on the Niners, they'd be a much better team. He can do oh, a lot yeah. more with the football. Like, he can make throws. Like he's still got that. Well, he was first overall pick, right? Like he's got that yeah. arm talent still. Um, but man, this Lions team—like I totally agree with you. Once they get into, you know, that second round of the playoffs, they're gonna really struggle. But Ra is a monster. He's twenty-four years old. Gibbs is twenty-one. Sam Laporta, like you mentioned, the rookie—he's twenty-two. Like yeah, they yeah. are stacking up young talent all over the field. They got Jamison Williams, which we'll see what he's all about, you know, in the future. But like they got good defense. Aiden Hutchinson is a fucking beast too. Like, they're really stacking up great young ball players, And Dan Campbell, like, God bless that, man. Dude. He's just a beast. Gets them fired up, and they go win ball games. I he mean, does. that's what you have to do in the NFL. It's the Raiders. You still got to go beat them. You know, we just saw them win a game on Monday Night Football, and the Packers have since fallen off a cliff. But not a lot of people thought they were going to win that game either. Yeah. So, this is what the Lions got to do. I mean, they're taking care of business when they have to. Yeah.
0: yeah. They are. And you know, they're, they're a very good team and they're definitely the best team in that division, especially now with uh, cousins going down. They, that was, the Vikings were their biggest threat. Now they're, you know, who they could easy run away with that division. And, you know, if you pull off a two seed or maybe even, you know, the top teams are going to beat each other up a little bit. Eagles, Cowboys, um, you know, Niners are sitting at three losses right now. So Maybe they sneak in and get that one seed and you don't have to worry about golf on the road. Like,
1: yeah, that that is the thing about those other two divisions. Like, forget the NFC South. There's no one in that division that can probably even win a playoff game. You know, maybe one, definitely not two. But the West, the NFC West and the NFC East, like, they're just good teams, really top to bottom. Like, uh, Cardinals suck, Giants kind of suck, but like the Giants will fucking win some games that you don't expect them to win the rest of the year. Like they they play decent defense and they've got playmakers. The NFC North doesn't have that. Like it literally, with Kirk Cousins going down, it's the Lions. Like yeah. the Bears suck. The Packers are even worse than the Bears, I think. Yeah. So that that will be interesting to see. Yeah.
0: Um should we hit a little Thursday night preview? What do we got Thursday night? Let's do it. We're looking at the Tennessee Titans on the road at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just um, if you if you want an idea of how this game might play out, the over-under is currently set at 36.5. So they're not predicting a lot of scoring. Steelers are favored by two and a half, um, which I think I like them there. The rumor is Pickett's going to play. I like them to win by a field goal, I think.
1: How do we feel about Will Levis like second game? Is this he's running up against a fucking very good defense? Is this where Cinderella turns
0: into Oh yeah? TJ Watt will eat his lunch. That offensive line's not very good.
1: So you think it's just gonna be a tough day all the way around, or
0: you think Titans hang in it? I I think it's gonna be a tough day all, all around, honestly. I think this is that game, you know, the Steelers lost that one last week where they kind of the script is playing out well for them, but then Pickett gets hurt. Assuming he plays, which it sounds like he will. Um, I think they handle business, like, I, I don't want to say easily because Vrabel will have those guys ready to go. But I think I think the defense Levis is going to see here is a lot different than what he saw last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the weather right now. It's not it's supposed to be, like, clear and everything, but the high for Thursday is 47 degrees. It's gonna be crisp, and you know those Steelers defense is just gonna be fucking buzzing around. They don't give a shit if it's cold.
0: Bet it, bet it. I'm, I'm gonna bet a TJ Watt touchdown. I think.
1: The only problem is he's usually the one causing the fumble, so he's got to to pick it up too. But he does that sometimes, or he just takes it. Defensive touchdown in general. Yeah, you said Pittsburgh's minus two and a half.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, we got to get on that before
0: it changes to three. We need to make a little same game there. Okt, put it in. Yeah. Tennessee. Give me the Tennessee under on points too. I don't think they're scoring much.
1: Yeah, probably not. But hey, you never know. I didn't think Will Levis was gonna come in and do what he did last week. So that's true. We'll that's see. true. All right. Anything else on the NFL for this one?
0: No, I think we're I think we're good to go. We're heading
1: into week nine, which means we are after. Halfway
0: through. We're gonna be halfway through. That's very sad. But yes, man. It's a, it's a lovely time of the year, November, you know, we got Thanksgiving on the horizon, Halloween, you know, what just finished up. That's it's, it's time. It's, it's time for Thanksgiving and then you roll into Christmas. Yeah. The season ends, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good time. Playoff football is just incredible. And, and the lead up to it is equally as incredible.
1: It sounds really cool. I hope to experience that one day. (laughs) But hey, that draft is coming up, and you know, Raiders have some hope there for sure. One of
0: those quarterbacks is going to fall.
1: All right, let's cover some MLB. We got the World Series going on, and the Rangers, as of today, took a three-one lead with one more game in Arizona to try and close it out before heading back to Texas for a potential two more games to wrap it up. Rangers are dominating.
0: They are, and th- tonight they improved to ten and zero on the road this this playoff, which is just crazy. It, it feels like, it feels like they're going to close it out tomorrow. Um, Arizona had a great run. You know, they bounced back in game two after, after the game one loss, they had a great performance um, in game two, but ultimately the Rangers are just a better team. And I think they'll, I think they'll close it out tomorrow. Our boy, our boy Corey Seeger is going to get the MVP too.
1: I'm happy for him. Me but, too. Man, it's hard to watch as a Dodgers fan because, like, you knew like he's the guy that can do this, and you have a team that historically can't fucking achieve in the playoffs. I don't know why we're talking about the Dodgers. I right know I'm gonna I'm fucking rant, but yeah, he's been it's balling a- out. That that ball he hit in Game One to tie oh. it up in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, that was the biggest swing in the series because if you lose that game, and then the Diamondbacks ended up winning nine one in Game Two, yeah, like man. that that flipped the whole series right there. He ties yeah. it up, and that ball was absolutely just fucking launched, too. That was nuts. And then they go and win it in the 11th or whatever with, with Adoles Garcia, but Seeger hit that two-run shot. It literally changed the entire thing. If he strikes out right there, and they lose game two. Now you're going to Arizona in
0: a 2-0 hole? Yeah. That was massive. Yeah. Huge. And yeah, that, that one he hit in game one was just electric too. He, he literally was like, sell he was yelling, like celebrating it the second he hit it. Cause he, was yeah. on that ball. Um, but yeah, you know, Corey Seager doing what he does and you love to see it, you know, but you can be happy for him and sad for yourself at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. which I am. It's like, a, it's like, seen an ex get with someone that m- might be better than you, you know? I've never met such a person in my life. Me either, bro. <laughs> is
1: next is bro. Steve, you can bro. Uh, one other thing from this series, uh, Adoles Garcia is out, I think, for the rest of the series. They replaced him on the roster, which I'm pretty sure means he can't come back. So well, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Him. That was today. I, I, saw
0: he, yeah, I saw he was out today, but I didn't know that they, like, full-on replaced him. Dang yeah. So yeah,
1: they better wrap it up in five. Cause
0: Yeah. That's a big, that's a big hole in the lineup to replace if this series uh gets extended at all. But yeah, I don't know. I I think, I think they, they'll, they'll wrap it up tomorrow. Um, You know, they're, they're playing super well. So it's just one of those things where you kind of expect it to just play out where the, the better team wins. They have Ivaldi on the mound tomorrow, who has been very good this year. Um, and in the playoffs, and he's going up against Zach Gallen, who was your surprise pick for MVP. This is a big spot for him to turn around here. Yeah, if he
1: wants to win the MVP, better fucking win tomorrow.
0: You might want to throw a no-hitter tomorrow if he wants to yeah, win the
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, real quick, before we move on, if they win tomorrow in Arizona, do they jump in the pool?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: You got to, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I
1: saw the most ridiculous call. I don't even know who the player was because it was just so stupid. I didn't even take the time to look into it. But they were talking about when the Dodgers jumped into the pool that year, when Puig was there. And yeah. What was that, like 2016 or something? Yeah. Because they clinched in Arizona. And the guy was like, I still haven't talked to some of those guys from that team. Like, that was so disrespectful. If I don't talk to them for the rest of my life, that's fine by me.
0: It's like dude, they jumped in a swimming pool <laughs> like fucking oh, if, if you're going to have a pool at your stadium, you got to expect people to jump in the pool. Yeah. Why else you have a yeah. pool there? Well, that's that great. wraps it up for the World Series before
1: we go. We got some NBA action that's been going on. Had a great game tonight, Victor
0: Wimignano versus fucking Kevin Durant. Iconic picture there. So, we had a we had a moment of like uh, almost uh it was like a just a little humbling experience for for the rookie when who is just a freak out there he he looks insane i don't know if you saw but he dressed as slender man for yeah, halloween today. terrifying he's terrifying he just, looks like
1: an alien like in real life so costume it's even worse
0: it, but he can dribble and shoot and it's just insane he looks like uh he he looks like he shouldn't be able to do anything athletic out in the court because he's so long and like awkward but he's a freak athlete but there was a moment tonight him guarding kevin durant and um someone on the suns came up to set a screen for durant and durant just waved him the fuck off and said no this i'm going iso right now and um women yama stuck with him well but durant you know kind of hit him with a jab step and then step back and women yama couldn't quite close out in time durant hits a nice little fadeaway over him and it was just a cool moment for both of them i'm sure of like durant being like yeah i i still got it and women yama being like okay i can't block every shot <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah definitely yeah that was sick um it's been fun to watch him coming to the league and he's been like as advertised he's been balling out making some plays you're like jesus christ like this guy's not even fair
0: yeah some uh, of his lights already are crazy but they were able to pull out the win over the suns they did um,
1: yeah yeah Another big story from the NBA this week, Uh, James Harden on the move to L.A.
0: Yeah, thank God it's not to the Lakers, um, to the Clippers. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you got a four-headed monster of uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. If this was 2018, man, it would be over for the league. Yeah, But, luckily, um, it's 2023. And I'm sure this team will, you know, get like the three seed and then, uh, you know, maybe win the first round series before bowing out in the second round like like they do.
1: Yeah, there was already a video of um, Kawhi at the strip club the night, like the trade broke. It's like, well, get Harden in there too with him. <laughs> He'll be having That's, a great time
0: down there. Kawhi does not strike me as a strip club guy either. Weird, right? Yeah, he's got to be awkward in there.
1: Yeah, it's just awkward, dude. Pretty sure yeah. it's of those, those guys, strippers. Yeah. Anyways, that wraps it up. I mean, there's not much else to talk about in the NBA. It's too early to get into it, but yeah. Another beautiful time of the year, man. Sports everywhere you look. World Series should be wrapped up any day now. NFL is getting right to that halfway point. NBA and NHL kicking off.
0: Just beautiful. Beautiful time. College football getting going. Just what a time. I hope that Jim Harbaugh gets fired because he's a cheater.
1: And then I hope he goes to the Raiders. (laughs) God, I want that so bad. I'm a Michigan fan, but I like the Raiders way more. So come on, baby. Give us that, man. That would be good. Yeah. All right, my friend, that'll do it. Until next time, I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers.
0: no need for breaks ain't no plot when you're living it's all first take when you do get to choose might as well be great rock to the rhythm no moves to waste at the spot with precision no need for breaks ain't no plot when you're living it's all first take when you do get to choose might as well be great it's that get loose family all around and you kick tunes good smoke good people come through if you play by the same rules we've been known to ride the wave kick back Shit, misbehaved, started tripping on myself, so I had to get saved. Stay in your lane if the way is paved. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.